if each of them had like some kind of specialty function. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty much, guys. Thanks. That's what we were more, looking for. More spiky things. So they just well, like, like ones like, like one specific. Yeah. So if it was like this one does stealth, then it's like designed all around stealth. Okay, that's a cool idea. Yeah. This one looks like it's designed around giant shoulder cannons. Uh, do you, doing a fuck ton of damage. Understand yeah. <laughs> that I. So I had this hilarious conversation. So I'm building this gunpla. I, I by the way, I was just at like a hobby store because we were looking at stuff for Kill Team, Amanda yeah. and I, and I just saw it. And I'm like, I hate fucking painting stuff. I just like to assemble stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I went, and these are perfect for that. And yeah. these are perfect for that. So I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I'll try yeah. one out. And I'm like, this one, I was on a shelf somewhere and I'm like, fuck, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I just, I love that thing. It looks so good. Yeah. Grab more of the seed ones. You should, honestly. I like, was, there's I some was other Well, things. do you know what I have on order? What? Um, Anubis. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was interested in uh, Gunpla and I was kind of looking to see what was out there. Come to, come to find out, like, they're not. There's not just like any Gundam readily available. Like I was looking for like Epion, and I like I couldn't find an Epion. Not all of them do have something. I actually do have a Gundam, like like a Gundam. Well, like or like I don't know, I don't know what it fucking falls under. Well, but, so did you assemble it? Yeah. Then it's a gun. Okay, so gun there. Did it come on like runners yeah, and screws yeah, yeah, yeah. and just you like cut this. it out? Yeah, and just assemble like, it. Yeah, that's like gun yeah. So um, it might not be official gun but fuck it. I have tall geese. Oh, oh the one with the mohawk thing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, one yeah. of the most famous ones. Is it yeah. seriously? Apparently it's one of the best builds. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's nice. fun. It was People fun. Love it. That I gotta, I gotta find it. That's that... one of the coolest non-Gundam Gundams too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think Barbados or something like that. I don't know what that. Oh, Bar- okay. Barbados. Yeah. Bar- Bar- yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know I, much about it. Is that the green one or the red one? Uh, no, like it's white, but it's got like power symbols on its oh, knees and shoulders. Yeah. It looks like. Don't so, recognize so you see what I mean by like the power symbols oh, on the knees and the shoulders. Which one is it from? I have no fucking. That must be like more recent design. Uh, oh god damn it! It does look fucking cool though. They all look fucking cool. Hgibo. I don't know. Iron Blood. Iron Blood. Oh okay, yeah. Iron Blood Orphans. Yeah. Iron Blood Orphans. Cool. Wow. I actually haven't watched that one yet. I've been meaning to. Uh, okay, yeah. So this one's the famous one, and then the next famous one is Unicorn. Unicorn's cool though. Yeah, it's funny because you would never assume with the name. That no, would necessarily be like the cool. Is it one, only the movie? Uh, no, or is there a whole no, no. show to it? I've only watched the movie. There's a there's a show on Netflix. Yeah, that's what I that's what I watched. But it was like one big episode. I thought no, or maybe it was a bunch maybe? of short episodes, or maybe it was like four small episodes. I don't fucking remember. Nah, it, it was fun though. I just remember that. <laughs> I remember being confused by it by all like all other Gundams because it got very existential. It got very um. Uh, Evangelion on me and I'm like why like they're talking about like <laughs> the nature of a human being and their decisions yeah, yeah. I'm like dude this is getting deep yeah, man yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- that's <laughs> Just like to see some robots fight at the end of the day <laughs> when, whenever I watch <laughs> Seed or Seed Destiny that's what it feels like I'm like watching it's like fucking 100 episodes long and I'm like there's only five episodes with actual content in here <laughs> <laughs> but like when those episodes hit you're like wow this this series is amazing which is incorrect. That episode is amazing. <laughs> and the only reason it's amazing is because you went through the slog of like so much fucking buildup to get to that moment where they dumped their fucking wallet on the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's because like all Seed is is like looped animation. Oh, the whole fucking thing is so brutal to oh, sit through. Oh, that's painful. But like the problem is is that it's got a cool concept. 
And like conceptually, all of the Gundams are really, really It's kind of like Dragon Ball Z where there's like five episodes of nothing going on and then one episode of fucking baller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, no, then five episodes There's a transition couple episodes though with just a guy getting real angry. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, that's like, no, pretty much the same except that maybe it's more people just screaming. Uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Because yeah, 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 they're yeah. like preteens and don't know what the fuck they're doing. I would love to be a guy who writes the existential scripts for like a Gundam series and be like, do I pilot the Gundam or does the pilot or does the Gundam pilot me? Like that would be... I, I could do it. I could do it. To be honest, I don't understand. The Gundam universe is like the Frostpunk universe. It's like, all right, we're just putting kids in these like war machines. Yeah. <laughs> and no one's going to question that, right? But the kids also do Kung Fu It's like, in yeah. many cases. It's like, yeah, pretty much if you sit in this thing, you become hugely irradiated. So we just throw kids in there. <laughs> nobody else who knows anything wants to do it. Like kids in tank tops and like flight suits. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, this flight suit will totally protect you. <laughs> You know, in case there's like a huge flood in your cockpit for some reason. I guess they figure if something hits you that's tough enough to take down something made of Gundanium that you're screwed anyway. So I, what's the point? I always enjoyed the concept of G Gundam because all the rest are like, we're fighting for freedom of our colony. Oh, yeah. freedom oh, G of our, great. And G Gundam's like, we have a planetary tournament. We're fighting each other. <laughs> it's China, boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The Rose Gundam, Gundam. maybe. Yeah. The Rose Gundam. <laughs> oh, man. Look it up. <laughs> The Canadian was a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> so, Wait, that's a legit thing? You don't remember I that? Don't, I don't remember that. the Canadian one. Yeah. Oh my god, I need we to have find to that look episode. That up. Yeah, we have to look that up. How do you up, not... Yeah. The poutine Gundam? That might have to be the logo for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> have you never seen that Gundam? I don't remember it. I feel like you need a Google Here, look, look it up, right look now. it up, and I'll, I'll do the intro here. Shit, I do remember him. It's like a grizzly bear Gundam. It's a. Is it's got the axes because it's, got it's a lumberjack. Axes. I fucking love and, this. And the thing. pilot is wearing a tube. It's called the it's, lumber Gundam. It's called the lumber Gundam, also known as Grizzly. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that it's a heavy. So look at it, man. The oh my god, he is so fucking Canadian. He's got a beard and a beanie on. Yeah, so he's got, a so Canadian. he's got a tube. That guy, he's the greatest yeah, Canadian tube, hero. Yeah. It's it's like this guy. Terry Fox, like these are the these are the greatest Canadian uh, heroes of oh, all that's time. Amazing, I love. Wow, it. glad we saw that. It. On this You're episode welcome. of Ronin Geek, uh, a fish podcast, we're going to cover Witcher season two, and we're also going to cover Book of Bobby Feet chapters one and two. So, which should be a lot of fun as well. If you guys don't get that joke, join our Discord, and you'll figure out where that joke yeah, comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all about Bobby Feet. It's, it's all about Bobby Feet. It's not new, guys. Yeah, it's, it's not new. <laughs> <laughs> this there is may like have been one of the oldest memes for Star Wars. There but, may have been we two autocorrects involved. No, no, but but we were discussing beforehand, and I'm like, Boba is a word like boba is a thing outside of like star wars i'm just amazed that my autocorrect was like i don't know what bob boba fett is it's like dude this should really be in everyone's fucking i know yeah. and dictionary yeah, yeah i wonder if it would fuck with darth vader or something like that yeah it'd be so dumb like any it's just like yeah this is part of the common lexicon now like yeah. I, I get that there's a dictionary piloting this thing but there's got to be some cultural context for this you know what i mean i get it all the time so just like i don't know in china do they talk about like romans of the three kingdoms and lubu or something like that like because if they do add that into their lexicon so it's there so it doesn't yeah. auto correct it all the time it's gotta be freaking frustrating it makes total sense yeah it's just dumb so anyway uh besides the slight of our devices there's also a slight on uh witcher which we'll talk about as well there's so, a slight on witcher? a slight on the witcher season two i know i don't like it either but there is a review bomb 
that has been happening since it came out. No way. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's something funny about Witcher season two. When do not discuss the last two episodes, and I'll explain why when we get there. But ultimately, it comes down to I may have slept through some of it. Interesting. Oh By my some God. of it, I mean all of it. Okay. I think we're talking and, about and, it because this, no, 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 this is no, no, our no, episode. No, we're we're going to talk about it, but I'm going to guess what happens. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So we'll stop because I'm we pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I know what happens, guess. but I okay. want to know if I'm accurate. Like so that. here's the shtick. I don't remember exactly what happened in every episode. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go just a, a brief review episode by episode. Maybe just talk about the, the major character. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. So we can get started with that then. Uh, we do have, let's see, we will go episode by episode here. The first episode is called, uh, and, and this is a spoiler cast, by the way, so I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there now. It's spoiler, been a few weeks. You should have watched Spoiler it. cast, spoilery. I think at this, this point, every every fucking episode is going to be a spoiler cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I finally just watched, like, Squid Game, and I can tell you for sure I knew about half that show before I went into it. So, yeah, it's, uh, Did you like it? Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, it, it, Korean cinema tv whatever you want to call it dude it never fails to impress me with the quality of it like it mm -hmm. was just the show was so well done uh and, and it's probably the first foreign show that uh mrs uh alex austin has actually sat all the way through huh. so amanda you know what's funny is my uh, my amanda campbell yeah she went through it all yeah i, I think i just i might have just docked her name uh but i don't know if i've ever said it before uh but <laughs> We can cut it. We have the power. We will edit it. Uh, long story short is my Amanda, she got on Squid Game and I was, I got the first episode. I was like, watched a little bit of the first episode. I was like, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. And I walked away and she got enthralled by it. And I went, okay, she's watching a TV show. She doesn't do this very often. Yeah. So I need to go show up and partake. Yeah. Just because she doesn't do this often. So I need to partake with her. Yeah. And then I ended up going like, fuck yeah, and enjoying it. So <laughs> like, I wasn't into it at first. And then she dragged me into my, it. My only, my only slight on uh, that before we move on to Witcher season two is it's just the uh, English voicover cast is. Yeah, I didn't do that. Brutal. We did subtitles. Yeah, brutal. Didn't, I would have preferred to do subtitles, but. Like, I don't think I could have convinced Amanda to do that. Was, <laughs> a the, bridge uh, too far, as they the, say. The, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The, the, <laughs> exactly. The English voiceovers were rough. Like, it was like... I heard a lot of... Circa 1993, like, English anime dub rough. Like, it was brutal. Like, there's the one lady in it who's kind of like, uh, I don't know, Dookson's you know oh, girl the or crazy whatever older yeah yeah lady and that the just voice over they got for it was it was so bad it was just terrible she's, she's just <laughs> like that kind of voice it was so <laughs> oh stupid i'm just like this is so overdone anyway moving on because uh we we talked about that ages ago a yes. little bit non-spoiler version so we are getting into spoilers though for witcher season two the first episode is called a grain of truth and uh this i thought was a good way to kick off season two and kind of re reinvigorate you know the yes. world of the witcher and get us back into it right in in the right kind get of way back into jerry rivia so back in <laughs> jerry oh rivia <laughs> it's that is that from the phone as well um, is no. that autocorrect? Because that's probably what it would be. No, one of my buddies calls him that. So there will be like Jerry Rivio. Yeah, there we go. Jerry of Rivia. Yeah, yeah, Jerry of Rivia. So really cool episode. Oh, no. uh, sorry, it's on a page of Anya Shalatra right now, which she's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to see the description for the episode, I though. I think... Okay, keep going, and, and I'll talk about certain topics. So Geralt there. sets off with Ciri on a journey that leads him to an old friend after the Battle of Sodden, and Tissaia shows no mercy in her search for information. That does this episode no justice at all. No. So, yeah. It, it's a great... I think... Is this the one where I think they're first caught by the elves? No, no. Nope. In fact, this one is literally all takes place in the Haunted Mansion, so... 
Oh yeah, with this with is a his great episode. So this is his friend, something the Duke of Brooks Brooks something. Yeah, and the boar dude. Yeah, he yeah. goes way back with this guy. So and he ends up seeking. Uh, he, this guy lives in the town that they're investigating. Yes. Yep. And then uh, so he, Gerald, and Siri both show up, and uh, and they hang out for a night. What and a things don't go according to plan. Great episode. This episode reminded me of every mission I played in Witcher Three, and yes. it's a very quintessential Witcher story. Yep. Where yep. it's this story where. This guy is cursed, and there's clearly this relationship that's acceptance, but it's denial and wrong because yeah. there's I forget what the name of that girl of that woman, what monster she was, but she's kind of like an eighty, carnivore, you know. Yeah, she's some sort of like vampire. Yeah, thing. vampire thing. Yeah, yeah. I forget the name of it. And they kind of had this relationship where because he couldn't die, but right. she needed to feed all the time. They had a symbiotic relationship. That's right. And it kind of grew into love because no one would accept him and no one would accept her. So yeah. they accepted each other. And But their love was destroying everything around them. That's right. Um, you know, the town and everything like that. Yeah. So, of course, the, the, the witch creature, the vampire creature, she would get out and she would go, of course, feed on the townspeople. Yeah. Became a bit of a problem which she's ripping them apart and even even passers through were getting ripped apart by it yeah which is, which is what uh led gerald to do the investigation in the first place and uh and of course it's not gerald who first encounters uh this vamp vamp vampiress vampiress is that a thing yeah yeah sure okay wanna. yeah sweet okay it's actually siri and so she's the first one to encounter it which is kind of yes interesting. Yeah. i really liked it that i at every moment you're thinking when this guy's clearly lying and hiding and you're just thinking when does the table turn and he tries to abduct siri or Oh, rape yeah. her or kill her or yeah. whatever the fuck when does that table turn and it never really does nope. you realize that he is not a bad guy he is just fucked in his position he made a mistake way back when yeah he made a huge mistake and it's costing him everything and this other woman's just a monster and, and you know she's well, just trying to no, she just has to do state, the things though, she has to do his state though half boar half man i think that happened before the he ended up striking up this relationship yes he did vampress right and then he thought that Having her around was kind of like his second chance. Because well, I think he raped a priestess or something. Oh yeah, he did some bad shit. I yeah, forget yeah, if whether yeah. he killed yeah. her or and just then, and then he her. was cursed, and then he became like a boar. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, not not handsome, but also not too bad either. I mean, some ladies might be into that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some furries around, <laughs> but I do like the idea that at the end of it all, he just becomes this good. Like he's just a good guy who's trying to do better, and he just found love, and it's that blind love that listen you love me for who i am and i will protect you against everything and then gerald does what gerald does best which is cut the head clean off the shoulders of that love <laughs> <laughs> well he has to because clearly this monster is causing problems yeah and he's the only one who can can do it that's right so he has to make the bad decision yeah, yeah. he has to make the tough decision that no one yeah. else is willing to do so do, so you recall that one yeah okay <laughs> rob was just sitting there the whole time i had nothing to add to it okay yeah yeah uh, one thing i thought was interesting about this first episode was uh they got right into a couple things right off the hop and and correct me if i'm wrong but he did both the witcher serum in the first episode and i believe he yes. also you didn't use art as well or wait which one is no that was the art uh, is the mind the, control one i think no no which one is the force one? Oh, i think that's art yeah. yeah he used it in uh the one where he's fighting the um tree yeah thing. okay so like episode two then the yeah. first one where they're at care more yeah he he used he used the fire one i think yeah I don't remember. But it, right off the hop, though, he yeah. was using he was using spells. He was drinking the Witcher potion, so it, it almost like leaned a little bit more into what maybe game fans would see as the Witcher, because you're doing that stuff a lot in Witcher yes. the game, right? Probably, maybe more so than the books. I don't know, but it was interesting to see them even from the very first episode lean more into that kind of lore stuff, getting into the season. Yeah, I honestly great. think that's probably a cavalism. So Henry you think Cavill. so? Yeah. 
because those are like small details that were never done in the first season and which would have already been once in the first season i think not really and like he wouldn't have had a lot of influence in that first season but for the second season he would have I yeah. don't know if I necessarily believe that a hundred percent. Maybe not. Maybe because not. It's they a, did an a, interview. Just a hunch. Yeah, they did an interview, like an after-show interview, with the producers and such. And the main, the showrunner, I forget her name. Yeah, I'm looking her up right now. Uh, she's fantastic, and she understands these things very well, and she understands the intention of the books and the discussions that there are. She clearly is a fan herself. And she clearly understands. Like, there's moments where they they spoiled us for the ending. They had, like, little hints and stuff. And she's like, uh, during the after, she's like, see what I did there? See what we did there in that scene? We did it linking to those who would know, know. And those who don't know, don't know. Look look how clever we are. She was all excited to discuss the things that she talked about. And the things that made connection to the larger world and so on and so forth. So I really do think that she is a big fan. That I, I don't want to discredit her. I think there's a lot of credit going to Gar- uh, going to Cavill, which I don't want to. I don't want to you know gloss yeah, over. The, but I think she's not getting enough. The showrunner is Lauren Schmidt Hissrich, and uh, and she has she has come out and said that she her her mission and also Cavill spoke to it as well. Their mission is to kind of keep the show on track as the books have told the story, right? Yeah. Because so, they're huge fans of the books. They're huge fans of the original work uh from from the author uh andre sapkowski so anyway which is really cool like i love that they're looking to stick closer to the source material which obviously in some ways this diverts from that which we'll find well, in episode two <laughs> yeah episode two diverts drastically uh they bring in a monster that was never there in the first place so after right. uh frangelica Fr- Frangi- Fr- frangilla frangilla yep. after frangilla and uh jennifer uh jennifer Jen. jennifer of yenny uh of, of venny um this after they wild. get ab- getting wild after they get abducted by the elves they get basically brought in to meet a monster that is not in any of the witcher books so this is in episode two that you're referring to and this episode is titled uh very appropriately care so mm. which is very nice so i was very excited to see that uh yes. when i first got to episode two so yeah you're right so they're captured by uh philivandrel uh, who takes them to the Alvin Sorceress, uh, Francesca, and I'm reading this, fin, fin, Findebear. <laughs> fin, I don't remember all their names. Findebear. And uh, she, is a, she is a real sorceress. Like, she definitely seems to have uh, quite a lot of power oh, yeah. as, as the series progresses throughout this season here. But that was interesting because this really sets up one of the main plot threads that are probably going to carry through the balance of the series right in this episode here. So this is the episode where they first also encounter the Witch in the Woods. So also known as Baba Yaga. Baba yeah, basically their version of Baba Yaga, yep. right? So and uh and they basically Well, because there's literally a cabin on chicken legs. Exactly. That's, yeah. Or salamander legs or whatever the legs they call them. Exactly but like that's Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. definition. And then uh yep. Baba Yaga in, in various capacities either grants power or withholds power uh in exchange for sacrifice, yes. right? As as she as she is often wont to do in lore, right? Yes. So, um it would be fun for us to do an episode on like a like a like a I don't know crypto kind of stuff like Baba Yaga or something. Like oh, that. I could I know half of that shit because D and D teaches you all the bullshit. Well, that, that yeah. might be so cool because you have all that, and I have like a lot of like practical like book knowledge just from reading about the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it'd be interesting to see where it lines up. But anyway, I digress. So the elves are currently on the run, so they currently don't have a home, so they've been driven out. And at this point, this is following the big clash between Sintra, which is the kingdom to the south, and then the kingdom to the north. Which name I've already forgotten. What was it called? 
Rod, um, Redania? Yeah, no, that's no. They're they're kind of in the middle somewhere, but they're Redania is kind of playing both sides. Uh, there's Sintra, Redania, and they're are you talking North? Um, the kingdom that Siri came from. What was that one called? That's Sintra. Sintra. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Then what's the one to the south? Oh, uh, oh, you're talking about uh, the one that the the white flame is from. Oh my yeah. god, the bad guys. Yeah. Well, kind of bad. Kind of bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord, why is this escaping me? Where's the B? Not Novigrad. Um, no, Novigrad. Where's the, the B? No, it doesn't. That does. Um, no, see, Sintra is the kingdom to the south. It's Nilfgaard North. Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard. Oh, Nilfgaard is the bad kingdom. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So the men. <laughs> like you said. No. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, vis-a-vis. So now they've they've they obviously have gone toward uh, Nilfgaard because Nilfgaard has offered them quarter. So which is kind of interesting to draw to draw them into well, their ranks. It's, you, you start off with like this whole discussion about Baba Yaga basically offers power to Frangilla, mm-hmm. to Francesca, and then to Siri. And yep. Siri refuses, or not Siri, Jennifer. Yeah. doesn't want to take it. She doesn't want to take it. She doesn't want to take it to get her, her magic back right. after what happened. Actually, right. she didn't. She didn't offer it to her. Then she said, "I'm going to wait." <laughs> Well, she offered it, and then Yennefer was like, I'm not taking it. She's I, don't like, want, I, I don't want your power. Can I think about shit. it? Can I just take that away? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Really? Oh, I remember it differently. No, okay. she she was like, I don't want your power. But she's like, Bobby Yaga kind of went, that. I'll stick around. Mm. I know you'll want it. Mm. Um, and then the other two did take it. Yeah. Now, as far as her character arc goes throughout the season, what we see is a really cool character development. Where yeah. one, first she has to learn how to like sort of take back her own power but without magic even though there's always a sense of longing there she has to find throughout this whole story as far as i can tell there's two main story plots going on yeah oh, yennefer got her groove back oh yeah. well it's yennefer <laughs> yennefer has, oh, Yen got her groove back. <laughs> yennefer has played this role where she's had this missing hole in, in herself yeah and from from not being able to have uh children well first right? to start off with she just had it because she was beaten up and you know oh yeah she, she, was she was, yeah. and then she got power and she's like yes this you know, she got a dopamine hit and she went, so clearly that's my answer. More, 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 but it never lasted. It never held on. Yeah. And then eventually she went, well, power's not it. So maybe, maybe having my own child is it. So she yeah. had to download that last season. Turns out that's not a thing. Yeah. Can't be a thing. Well, she, because she was reborn as the mage or whatever in season one, that process made her like unable to have children. Yeah. So now power clearly is, can't be her thing. She can no longer seek power. Right. So what is she outside of power? And that's what she's at. That's what's being asked in this season is who is she without her power? Yeah. Yeah. And they even took away, you know, for a time during the season, they even took away the relationship between her and Gerald. Right. So she yeah. didn't even have that power as well. Like, you know, a strong, you know, ally. Yeah, in, she did in a sense. So, but her ally, she did end up with, uh, was the, I wish, uh, uh, gear. No, I mean, yes, is in it. Obviously he was great. Yeah, he was yeah, an ally with yeah, her yeah. for a while. But no, I'm, I'm referring to, um, the Nilfgaardian captain. What was his name? The oh, commander. Yeah, I so this this was such a cool. God, what is his name? Oh, which by the way, did you any other of you watch Wheel of Time yet? It, it's no. relevant. No, what I'm asking. No, Amanda has that. I don't really care for it. Yeah, yeah. Kahir. So yeah. she ends up teaming up with Kahir for a good portion, like first half of the season, right, to get down to Nilfgaard. So. Yeah. And uh, even Kahir uh, turned out to be a pretty cool character. I thought. Yeah. Like just definitely a, a little bit more layered. Then they presented him in season one, although he also had some good moments in season one as well. So I always felt season two, I think, corrected every problem I had with season one. Yeah. Um, which is first and foremost, it was Triss. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, dude, so 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 underutilized in season one, and now now that not we've just seen underutilized, her, but she wasn't the Triss that we know. She didn't have red right. hair. She didn't have that caring personality. She she had a very different personality and a yeah. very different look too. Right. She was, I I hate to say, it, but she was a dark, a lot more dark skin. Like, well, that's not the Triss we know, and like even from the books, not just the games, but from the books, it doesn't make any sense. We didn't quite like it. No one quite liked it. And I don't. I think the actor got shit on a lot because of that because she didn't physically resemble the role. Mm. And in this hmm. time, they gave her the red hair, and I they gave her the green dress, and they made her look more like her character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I they they whited up her skin a bit. You think? Oh, they definitely. I don't did. know, man. I, I think she slayed it. Like, but I don't know if she was that different from season one. No, she was only really only in a couple episodes of season. Yeah, one. but she had like frilly, frizzy, yeah. dark hair. Now yeah, she yeah. has like more, a little bit straighter. White, yeah. Red okay, hair. gotcha. Yeah. And yeah. I think they spent more time on her character. She was more the loving, caring, but you know, struggled and was missing so, something. Kind I mean, of it's character. good that they took a second pass at this character and tried to make it more according to maybe what fans would have expected. Because I could tell you, with another character. Ain't no going back on, <laughs> uh, on beloved character Eskel. So he's another witcher. You encounter him when they do reach Kaer Morin. What a surprise. So, uh, and it was a little bit of a shocker. I was very excited to see him show up because I'm like, great, Eskel, they're going to have adventures together. They're going to kill dragons. It's going to be great. Just like in the games, right? So not 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 so. <laughs> not so, it turns out. So it turns out uh, he's turned into a bit of a womanizer. He's a little bit of an asshole. Uh, yeah. A lot more arrogant than I recall him being in the game. I, I thought he was kind of a cool sort he of was. brother vibe in the game right and and certainly it seemed like that's how Gerald he had a very happy it. uncle relationship yeah, with Siri and everything exactly yeah and and in this then boy they they really shit on that really hard so because by the end of this the same episode where he shows up he's turning into like a giant tree man and getting his shit chopped up i am so, a leshy oh yeah yeah he turned into a, a leshy which yeah. i love that transformation it was part cg part physical oh, part really um, cool. real stuff Special it was extra. incredible so yeah. the visuals in this whole season were incredible i thought honestly given the, the challenge behind some of what they chose to do uh they really didn't shy away no uh, which was really impressive how did you guys like um vesemir so oh huh. he was great he was great was good. spot on as vesemir like you it was basically like a video game character in the show yeah <laughs> I don't think you could have gotten any better. Oh, no. He's, he was it's great. funny because I knew exactly who he was because I played the first game of The Witcher, like just the beginning sections. Oh. Where you actually you know, He's in the first the, game? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah, you have amnesia, amnesia so you're learning uh, the tutorial effectively from him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were learning. I thought in that game that you learned from Triss. No. Because that's how you fall in love with Triss in the first Does the first, first no. Witcher basically pick up right after you become a Witcher? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's actually way after all of this. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's oh. way after everything that we've seen so far. What? Yeah. Witcher Witcher 1 is after the end of the books. Oh, but what about Witcher 3 Wild Hunt? What is that? That's take? after Witcher 2. But then Witcher 1 is after Witcher 3 no. Wild Hunt. No, it goes books, all the books, in whatever order the books go in. I'm not going to go through that right now. Yeah, yeah. Then Witcher 1, then Witcher 2, then Witcher yeah. 3. You lost me. Doesn't matter. Still loved it. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Eskel, the, the Eskel was actually the thing... They got everybody held up a little bit in terms of the review bomb. So this is where the review bomb right. came from. A lot of fans of probably the books, but also the games are upset because Eskel turned out to be kind of a throwaway character for the show, which in, in ways he was and in ways he wasn't. He turned out to be a catalyst for both Vesemir and for Gerald to t undertake certain actions in the show. Yes. But yeah, they killed him off in like one episode. Here's the shtick is I really think that the changes they made in the show are better off there's in this point the the book blood of elves which is what this series yeah this season comes from yeah 
was really boring and it was a lot of political machinations okay rather than action did eskel survive to that book even <laughs> he survived all the way to witcher 3 oh did he yeah uh so the fact that he died was shocking no, no i mean i know he was in the game witcher 3 but in the books he was alive up to the point where you're talking the witch, about the witcher games yeah are very honorable to the books they're really? at, they take place after the books really in our can, can uh canon i mean in okay. theory Andre could go and fuck with that, but yeah, yeah. in general canon, they're afterwards. So if, yeah. he, if he survives to three, he survives the books. Okay. One of the few series where he put out another book and everyone would be like, yeah, it's not canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> so, so, wow, take all the power out of the artist's hands. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're, you're 100% Poor guy. Right. So, yeah, they, they do that, and Eskels kind of goes with it, but they made a lot of changes because there's a lot of boring stuff. Like, uh, during this point of the world, Yennefer just disappeared. She went blind. And she just disappeared for a while mm, okay. and then came back. Yeah. So they added this whole story plot where Yennefer explored herself. Yeah. Which wasn't in the books. Okay. The whole Baba Yaga and her exploring herself. And instead of losing her power, she lost her sight originally. Oh, interesting. Um, so this allowed us to view her change over time. Whereas in the book, she just sort of disappeared for a while. Yeah, so yeah. I felt that was a better exploration of a character. I thought so too. And plus they had to sort of drive the plot forward with, between her and uh, who was the pursuer who was trying to find Caramore. And what, what was he? He was the fire holder, some sort of fire. Oh, the, I forget his name. Mage. Anyway, was he in the books? Was that a thing? I don't think so. Uh, anyway, he seems like a very overpowered character compared to what we've seen from mages so far, mm -hmm. because maybe it's because he is so far into chaos magic. I was but, isn't uh, it because of fire? Yeah. Itself? Yeah. It's because yeah. of the fire magic yeah. itself. Yeah. Cause he yeah. can control fire on like most people. People. yeah mm. so mm. it makes but also it probably changes his personality right oh probably because it always takes something they say yeah, so it probably took away his humanity well, it's, or... it's called chaos so yeah it's not called lol mana <laughs> <laughs> but i do like the ring of lol mana <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should switch it to but yeah oh, they, they did a great job in the series they also changed <laughs> they also changed the story of the obelisks yeah, that was why. Actually, never I, thought, had that I thought that was actually really cool. It, yeah. it was really cool. That's the other major story thread here that, that's happening. So this is Ger like Gerald and Ciri's side of things. So when Ciri in season one did the big yell to kill some of those soldiers and crush them with the obelisk, the obelisk has effectively opened up a, I don't know, a tear in the earth. Yeah. That and it turns out these obelisks are considered nigh indestructible. Yeah, yeah, and so everybody's like, oh, you destroyed one or whatever, and they don't believe her, so they have to go check it out, uh, including other mages and Geralt himself and yeah. Yen, and every, fucking everybody has to go see it, right? And then what What has it done? It's torn open. So they, this is something they don't really talk about in the books, really, or the games. The convergence? The Well, they, they have the convergence, but this is, they're talking about these obelisks, which aren't really brought in to the, they're not talked about in the games or the books okay. so that much. Yeah, that's right. They're yeah. saying that these things are connections to the other spheres to the they're other the, realms. They're the points yeah. of convergence they're points of convergence okay. but you need the right power in order to open them yeah which is the power a certain power passed down through the bloodline yeah which is something that does follow the book line yeah the book so story. now what comes through the is, elder blood what comes through is interesting and, and i like that they introduced this idea in the season was wasn't just other monsters there are other monsters that come through but they're monsters who can effectively like um, absorb or otherwise unite with the genetics of other creatures, including humans, right? So what you end up finding with, like, Eskel is he's, like, a leshy man. Oh, so Because yeah. that's, that's not really in the game, I don't think. No, well, they, they describe that as, like, this is a different leshy than normal. It's evolved differently. Yeah. Because, like, what? how did this... But Gerald also battles the millipede man or whatever, and that, yeah. man, that was also a man-slash-monster as well. I don't think it's so much that it's a man-slash-monster. It's not what it's about. What it is is they fundamentally are different 
creatures and they have unique evolutions from the ones they're used to fighting. So these guys um, are witchers and they have encyclopedias and dictionaries yeah. about every monster on this goddamn planet. Yeah, yeah. And every time one evolves, they jot it down. They keep track of their notes. They and do their they, science. And variants. Yeah. And variants. And they share it among themselves. So they all know every monster. That's what they do for a living. They know yeah. every monster yeah. on this goddamn planet, what it can do, what it looks like. They're monster hunter features. plus. And how, but like one of the so properties they, is though the monsters are turning men into other monsters. So that's about. a new property. Yeah, Unless yeah, you're yeah. doing that is like, holy shit that is that's not only kind of new. it had man arms but also other arms yeah that's <laughs> drastically new and they're like that makes this thing not anything we've ever heard of right so that was their first clue of it's not from here yeah yeah so yeah my understanding of that was just that whenever there's a fracture in these obelisks or whenever they're damaged they essentially cause some kind of disturbance that just a bunch of creatures just start crossing over yeah well what it is is i think the, the way they described it is whenever the elder blood's energy is put into them because uh, yeah. remember, even once they're shattered, they can still be used, right? Because that one yeah. you know, kind of shadowy shard creature came out of it when right. Siri yelled. Yeah. So they, even when they're shattered, as long as you vibrate the energy it enough, it creates it creates the energy of the portal mm. and it binds the world. So every once in a while, you know, if, if, oh, if suddenly guess, a portal just opened up at the end of your front door yeah. while you were walking, you just suddenly I guess appear we in another world. I guess we did see that at the final battle at Kaer Morhen. Because that's where the the dragon-looking creatures kind of came through, right? Didn't yeah. they come charging out of a portal of some sort? Yeah, those yeah. were uh, basilisks. Yeah, the basilisks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were basilisks. That's they? what they were called. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was cool. Um, uh, while we're on the topic of Kaer Morhen, uh, beautiful portrayal, so much like the game. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, you could tell what they were going for there. Like people who've played the game would know that place intimately, which I thought was really cool. Um, second was the portrayal of Redania. Uh, it's just absolutely spot on to the game as well. It even showed like the big bridge going into the city and like the, yeah. the docks and everything. Like it's like oh shit! I love like, the I racism, the the witchiness. Yeah, I love Dijkstra. <laughs> he was good. Yeah, yeah. He is. He is. First of all, he is a ripped old dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's um. Oh, what is the actor's name? Uh, Graham McTavish plays him. So yeah. he's he's uh from. And if anybody's seen Outlander season one. Uh, oh, he, he was he was a main character in Outlander season one. Yeah, Grandpa what a good looking grandpa. Uh, he's a great Scottish actor. Yeah, is yeah. he Scottish? Oh, very, very, very much so. This is yeah, the guy the with most... the owl that's not an owl. Yeah, yes, yeah, uh, the owl that he, he's talking to for half the time. Like, why the fuck is he talking to an owl? I'm assuming it's some kind of like either transformed person or super yeah, shapeshifter. If you've read the books or played the games, you know exactly who and what it is. It's Harry Potter, cool. yeah. and he turned into his owl. I mean, as, as soon as. <laughs> When multiple characters are not, when multiple characters are treating it like a smarter, like sentient being, I immediately go, okay, so it's not what. Yeah, because it, Dara was talking to it at one point. Yeah, and, and Dexter was talking exactly. To if it was one person, I would just be like, "Guy's fucking crazy," or it's a familiar and he has a psychic link to it. Yeah. Other when other people start doing, it, I'm like, okay, so like other people are aware that this is not now. So I'm forgetting her name off the top of my head, but in the books there is a known story arc where one of the mages, the female mages, um works with Dijkstra and her main abilities is um like trans whatever changing into animals and her big one is an owl so it's like okay as soon as I put that together that oh he's talking to an owl and this character her big famous thing is that she's one of the few mages that can transform into animals like this is fucking her like this is not not even in question anymore um and he's also one of the biggest players they've introduced so far who actually comes from novigrad right so in terms of the show so he's like one of the biggest players from novigrad at this point which is really cool to see as well so you have she's the one the the one with the turns of the bird in number three she eventually gets her eyes burnt out oh i haven't played three really yeah oh yeah yeah and then she ends up living in like the cave yeah. Situa- yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Felicia Corey. 
Philippa Elhart. Philippa Elhart. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Philippa. Yeah. So she eventually gets her eyes like gouged or burnt out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you meet her in number three. Yep. Socks. That's right. Basically, the That's people right. she's she's serving right now betray her. She's hanging out in the cave. Double and socks. she's scared. She's on the run. Gosh, it always boggles my mind. What? <laughs> uh, nothing. Just okay. whenever I hear about yada yada, smart group of whatever cunning people do something stupid. I'm like, but why? <laughs> I think Dijkstra betrays her. Redania hates mages. Dijkstra's not a mage. No, no, no. And that's fine. That's why she turns into a bird. Because she's staying hidden. You know, fair enough. I'm just saying, like, there are better ways to do things. Got it. So, yeah, they, they do this great th- they do this great story arc um, with the baby. And I love how Baba Yaga, for the people who took Baba Yaga's deal, the baby ends up dying. Like, yeah, I made my promise. You made, you, a baby was born. I do remember that. Yeah, a baby was born, but yeah, it was classic, classic deal with the devil scenario. Classic deal with yeah, the devil. Same yeah. with uh, Frangilla, where she got what she wanted to yeah. be the leader, but it but it stabbed her in the back. Yeah. And, and the only person who didn't was, first of all, there's this huge complication where Yennefer is basically her task to get her spell back. She accepts to, it before she realizes what's going on. She's told to capture a girl. Like, wait, wait, go ahead before, and capture yeah, yeah. this girl. I remember that because I remember like the last thing I remember was her and Siri leaving the whatever like Abby or whatever. Yeah. So she realizes that the she, at first she's like, "Fine, I just have to kidnap a girl." Then she realizes no who problem, it is. and then yeah. she realizes, "Fuck, this is the child surprise for Jerry yeah. of Rivia." And she has a moment of like, "Should I do this? Should I not?" She ends up thinking about doing it and starts the process of doing it mm-hmm. but right near the end she she can't yeah. pull she and can't then and then we find out that volithmir this is the, the actual baba yaga witch right yes. volithmir so her goal is twofold so one is to increase the chaos magic in 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 the wake of all these things happening so that probably somehow increases her power but also to find a new host so and yes. siri was supposed to be that host well, well okay that's what i was gonna so ask so let's so, talk about the well, ending but let's let rob it doesn't matter at this point i already know i'm wrong because of that, what he just said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, really? My assumption was that Siri did get possessed. She does. Oh, okay. Well, then I just assumed that Siri got possessed. Bobby, I started fucking everybody's day up. And she then did? pretty much it gets down to the point where they needed to do something. I'm assuming they... <coughs> Sorry. Only way to snap out of it, they effectively had to turn Siri into a witcher on the spot. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's how. But, that's but what the, I assumed. Did you get as far as seeing though that they tried? No, to I didn't turn see. No, no. Into oh yeah, no. Like I saw that. In oh, the okay. Series, that's why he assumed then, the ending. Oh, right, okay, because okay, the okay. blood went away, and I was like, okay, well, that's going to come back at some point. No, that blood, that blood that the Vesemir took from her will come into play at a later time. I know the fire mage got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's a problem. Yep. So they're showing off throughout the series that it's something that's well known in the books that Siri has yeah. the ability because of the elder. So the elder blood. Okay. Elder wow. blood slash elf blood. It's elf blood. It's elf blood. Yes. Elder blood. It's, it's a specific kind of blood, though. It's like a whole. It's like a royal bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, yeah. <laughs> it's a special bloodline. So, long story short, is because of her elder blood, she can actually travel the spheres. Freely. Oh, that's cool. That's okay. one of her powers. Yep. Which one of them? <laughs> which, by the way, was that creature that came out the centipede creature in the second episode that kills the leshy? Mm-hmm. Was it serving her because it seemed that way? No, or protecting her in some way. No, but it wants her because her blood will let it get back to its own home. Uh, okay, it's smart enough so to know to that. know that she was the ticket back. home. She was the ticket back home. Got it. I and got you. That's what Baba Yaga wanted. Baba Yaga wanted Siri because of Siri's blood. She dominates her. Um, she uses this is. Sorry, Rob, you get screwed care. for this no, one. No, I, I you know the worry. sacrificial tree, the tree in the Witcher yeah. place with all the medallions? Yep. Inside is an obelisk. 
huh. and she splits it open and huh. busts open the obelisk. They fight a bunch of basilisks, mm. and basically a bunch of witchers die trying to, because Jerry won't let them kill Siri. Yeah. Um, and she ends up teleporting. Jennifer makes her her sacrifice to prove herself that she cares for Siri. Yep. And they end up. She ends up teleporting them all through the portal to the other to another um realm. she ends up using her power for the yeah. first time allowing her to jump spheres realms whatever universes whatever dimensions yeah, and yeah, she yeah. jumps in there and there's the wild hunt riding oh, across a field baby. and baba yaga turns out to be the leader of the wild hunt oh cool yeah and he'd been trapped on this sphere for that long still haven't played wild hunt yet Oh my god! You didn't play Witcher Three. You're right. You did say that. I forgot. Oh yeah. damn! Oh my god! So I'm like, you're like, yeah, significance, yo, and I'm like, don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh my god! <laughs> now, now this the show treads. I, a... I just wanted to let you go long enough. <laughs> so, long story short, is the story of the Wild Hunt is the elves, um, due to circumstances, mm-hmm. they they have a prophecy that is constantly coming that is the end of days. Yep. Uh, the great frost or the great ice or the great white, whatever. Yeah, you and, and these it. guys are like harbingers too. So every time they, every time there's a vision of them or they show up in, in this world, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the sort of combined world, it's assumed there's going to be great catastrophe. Yeah. So these wild hunt, what they do is Got they it. first were invented for the elves. So they would travel, they would use the power of the elder blood to travel realms, stealing um, slaves, bringing them back to the elf homeworld. And having a slave pile. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was a problem. It was oh, a problem. Like, elves, whatever. You know? And eventually they were, so that's what they do. That's what started their, like. This is why everyone hates fucking is, elves. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the elves get the, shit on a lot. The, no, I'm, the, I'm aware are, of it. I'm just saying, is, is that the reason why? No. Oh, no, so because elves totally are. Totally unrelated they're reason. Not as, they're not as benevolent as, like, uh, Lord of the Rings elves. I, I'll I, tell you I, that. I don't even think Lord of the Rings elves are benevolent. Well, they're. <laughs> More benevolent than these guys. <laughs> I don't know about that. They're just really good at manipulating people. It's a combination of racism and the elves are very arrogant because to the elves, they're such an ancient race. Yeah. That they, like, imagine us looking on a chimpanzee. I, I, That's effectively what they feel like. I am literally eating a meal with a chimpanzee. This yeah. is fucking insulting. Yeah. I want you guys to stop for a second because I've realized something. You know, like, the first times we ever hear about elves is, like, elven mage, right? Yeah. Intelligent snobbishy kind of character mm. that that snippet that small piece of information is what has turned elves into huge racist assholes <laughs> yeah because <laughs> there's literally you just take that concept and bam that's the race now guys <laughs> yeah well that's i mean the humans are racist too against elves no but i mean like in every fucking war oh, oh yeah that's what they're based on that's all elves are. are just Racist assholes. And the Wild Hunt is just bigger, more racist, more asshole. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's yeah. just it's just the bargain bin plus sale, like whatever. <laughs> so yeah, the, the oh, elves shit. are basically trying to save themselves while damning other people using the prophecy of the Great Frost, which is basically the heat death of the universe. Mm. And they're trying to hold it off, and they they use the el- the el- the person with the elder blood to travel dimensions. <laughs> And so they're hunting the elder blood. That's, yeah. it. That's all it is. So it's literally they're looking for their chariot, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, ev- they, and that's kind so of the idea is, they're looking for their driver. So, Everybody's on. after the fuck. Yeah. Witcher is just dude. Where's my car? Yeah. <laughs> dude, where's my elder blood? <laughs> yeah. And basically, she has the power to bring the great frost. She has the power to end the planet, end the sphere. And it's like the the, the real story is Siri has the power to end the great sphere, to end the sphere that we all live, that we know and love, and it's her chosen family that it, that decides will she turn good or will she turn evil and that's really 
all the, if you sum up all of the Witcher lore and the story, that's what it is, is will Siri turn out to be Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker? Hmm. Sweet. That's what it's all about. There's good, all these different forces that want to control her and tell her what to do. And including Jerry and Yennefer, who are her chosen. God, whenever I hear you guys talk, I want to punch in the face. Now <laughs> and does... I don't even like the series that much. What? <laughs> really? Damn. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I think those are kind of the biggest sort of swaths of plot points that we should talk about from that series. Um, Trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, Vesemir ha- has to kind of like. By the way, I do hate that Baba Yaga turns out to be the I forget his name, but the leader of the uh, uh, the, the Wild, Wild Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, 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 I, I did like that. Part it just of can't it. be Baba Yaga by itself. It's got to be some other. Got to be some other dude. Yeah, I get it. They be were a trying man. to con- control this it. character and combine this. this character with this to make it a oh look yeah. who it is. But it's like no, just she could have just created the portal to the realm and you saw the Wild yeah. Hunt for the first time. Now didn't need to have that connection. We yeah. should say the Wild Hunt is probably the largest looming force in the lore of the Witcher right now, and that's in large part not necessarily because of the books, but because of the game. So Witcher three Wild Hunt because it was just that big of a deal, but uh, unknown to Rob, of course. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's I think season three is probably going to delve a lot more into their backstory no, and kind of what they're I think about. They'll feed them a bit, but I think they're going to talk more about the White Flame and uh her father. Oh, speaking Dune. of, biggest twist right at the end of yeah. uh right at the end of this season. I love that twist where they're like we killed her in order, you know, they're making up the stories to why the baby died and how oh, they got yeah, the yeah, elves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the elven walking. elven witches like the witch princess Fringilla. whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, "Well, why why we like we we killed the baby for you and to then, make this all happen." Yeah, yeah, and then He's like, you bitch. He's like, do you know why you I know you're lying? Because yeah. I fucking ordered it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, oh, damn, damn motherfucker. fucking slammed him, dude. It was great. <laughs> Slam dunk yeah, yeah. on your and ass. And then he turns around, right? He takes off his helmet and he turns around. Turns out to be Dooney, who is Ciri's long lost father. Yeah, so they don't normally reveal this in the books till way later. Yeah. But no kidding. It's like huh. not till right near the wow. end. Wow. But I guess the showrunners were all like, listen, this is the biggest, most public secret that everyone knows. We're not going to hold on to this twist yeah. for very long. Let's yeah. get it out of the way. Make yeah. Everyone knows this way we can all be on the same page. Yeah. Obviously, they, they barely did anything with it this season because next season that'll come a lot more into play most likely. But yeah. yeah, just very, very cool twist at the end there. One I, I honestly didn't see coming. And uh, man, just overall, loved season two. I, loved I thought it. it was fantastic. Yeah, so I, I definitely enjoyed it more than season one. It was more consistent throughout. And it was funny, there was even digs in season two. There was a dig they made on the disjointed storyline from season one at one point. It was oh. a joke with Jaskier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they, weird. It's like somebody else on this podcast said like that was totally unnecessary. <laughs> so it was, uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, right? see, I, I, I enjoyed it. I liked that feature. I understand that you enjoyed it. It's still not. It still wasn't the right choice. I liked it. That's so, fine. I thought oh, it for season one. I thought mean? it made it stand out in a. I like the Zack Snyder cut of the fucking Justice League. That does not mean that everyone should sit for four hours in a the fucking theater <laughs> because I think it's a good idea. So, but you should sit through Witcher season two because honestly, it's a must watch. I absolutely loved it. Uh, if you're into any kind of fantasy storytelling, uh, Netflix. I mean, truly, this is one of their best live action shows at this point. Like, yeah. they did such a great job with it. This so, is fantastic. Yep, top tier Netflix. I would say. I, yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, just really happy that they fix people's wigs they people the actors seem to get into their character more they seem to understand yep. the character more now yep. focus Big on time. characters more Big it's not just happened. focus on characters just they they've now lived in their character for a whole season yeah. so they now get their own characters more yeah and they've been critiqued to the point where they will it, correct and that's fine um and they fix characters like tris where i fucking hated tris in the first season yeah i adore her now that yeah, actress yeah. 
killed it knocked it out of the fucking park yeah, yeah. that tells me it wasn't the actress it was they didn't quite dress her right they didn't quite they didn't do... understand her character yeah. yeah yeah and now with enough of this they fixed it all and i'm so happy that they did that yeah it, this fixed every problem i had with season one definitely one of my more anticipated subsequent seasons coming up of a show so i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it so hopefully, hopefully it's a lot less time in production there's rumors that. cavill won't be involved that's i know i saw the rumors but he's in so i hope i hope yeah, he, is, he that. is he'll be in yeah hashtag so not they, my girl they uh he went even just recently he was talking about how they'd originally planned for it to be like a seven season series so who knows if that still holds or not but uh but yeah i believe he has every intention of being a part of season three yeah. i i so. grant that it's I was, sensationalism he's fucking in yeah, 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 yeah. I, this I, is part of the market yeah it's just it's it, probably true yeah. no 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 i mean like this is the current modern tactic oh yeah just I, like just like with uh spider-man guys constantly yeah. fucking like oh tom holland and he's not coming back and somebody just yesterday somebody again was like even if the story ended here it's still the best story we could have had with tom holland like it's like okay <laughs> he's coming settle back. down he's he's gonna be back for another trilogy we he are, he's already so. confirmed yeah. yeah yeah so anyway that's true though yeah, yeah. So, cool